Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh.
love that song. Thank you, Anthony Evans, for all things new. Just released on his new CD album on April 8th. And I'm telling you, my guest is here, and I know he could probably really preach on this. I didn't tell you guys, but he's also a phenomenal um, pastor, teacher, preacher, um, singer, coach. He does so many things. Everything that he does, he does awesomely. And he does this amazing thing that I don't know how he does it every day because he is the only pastor that I know that does this. And I mean, I know a ton of pastors from East Coast to West Coast, North and South, and I don't know if they do this. But he has a seven days a week early morning prayer call. You hear me? Every, every morning, he doesn't take off. I've heard him when he was sick, not feeling well. And he does this call. Everybody welcome my awesome, awesome guest today on a five-minute notice, no less, Dr. Gerald T. Hightower. Hi, Dr. G. Good morning, Miss Loretta. How are you today? I'm awesome. And I'm going to use your word, and I always say this and give you credit for it, but I am awesome and improving. How about that? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thank you for having me on this morning. Thank you for that last-minute thing. You know, I hated to do that for you, but I was telling the people when I opened the show that, you know, immediately when I knew that um, Ian and I could not be on today because she took on a big client and her whole world has turned upside right, she couldn't do it. So in my mind and my spirit of this out the air, whatever people can believe and comfortable with, but I say my spirit, I said, let's call Dr. G and see if he's available. And you were, and I, uh, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, wow. Well, I'm certainly honored to be here for you, my friend. Okay, so we haven't had time to talk about a topic or anything, but you and I, we we spent some conversations, and I told them about the Purpose Prayer Line. We can definitely talk about that, too. We have about 35 minutes in the show if you are available. But I want to talk about the Purpose Prayer Line, and I also want to talk about just excellence and marketing because everything we do, it's about marketing, and it needs to be an excellence where you own a business, whether it's just your online post or it's your emails or it's you going outside. You are marketing, and marketing is just sending messages. So you have to be careful what kind of message you're sending, and your messages are always awesome and in excellence. So that's what I wanted to say today. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, With regards to prayer, um, prayer, Loretta, is just really the foundation of everything. Um, it's, it's It's what Jesus taught on and what he exemplified most in his ministry. You know, throughout his three and a half years of ministry and walking and training the disciples, prayer was the foundation to everything that he did. And so, of course... Um, as it relates to anything that any of us should do as born-again believers, um, the work that we do in the kingdom, be it the work that you do for the Loretta McNary Show, um, the work that I do in marketing, um, even for what some may do uh, in civil service or athletics, entertainment, or what have you, prayer should be the foundation to everything that we do because prayer is our connection to God. It's the way that we commune with him. It's the way we gain information from him, gain wisdom and direction from him, and it's the place where we gain his power. Wow. And, you know, that seems sometimes 
Um, I hear people talking, even for me, it's not always my direct go-to. You know, I want to call my friend. I want to call my mother. You know, because I do my morning meditation every morning. I pray throughout the day, but when there's something going on, good or bad, you know, happy or sad, I want to call, like, my mom. I want to call somebody in the earth realm when, when I really should be calling, you know, on the name of the Father and asking him through prayer. But that's not always, you know, and I'm better. I'm much, much better than I used to be. And I can, I know the value, but it's still like a um, last resort for me sometimes. Like, I don't know if I don't want to bother God or if I just totally am not thinking in that line, but sometimes it does happen. And I'm admitting and confessing that to you today. <laughs> but it should be our first well, thing, right? Yeah, I mean, the reality is, Loretta, all of us are guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of feeling a need to have a real life person as opposed to going to, to the person of our Lord. Uh, because, of course, as the scripture says in John 4:24, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So with us being natural people, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around uh, the concept of going to God who is spirit, whom we cannot see when we have an issue. But the Lord gave me a revelation on this scripture that many of us have heard and read before in Jeremiah 33. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, the Lord says to Jeremiah, he says, Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. So when you're talking about calling, God says, call unto me. And so one day the Lord gave me a revelation, as God often tells me to do. He says, look up that word call. And I said, well, God, I know what call means. He said, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, if you look in the Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, there are a plethora of definitions for the word call. But as God always deals with me and always blesses me, he had one definition leap out at me. And the different, one of the primary definitions for the word call is to extend an invitation to. So when God tells us to call upon him, God is saying, listen, you have a problem. You have an issue. You have great needs and uh, concerns, anxieties. He said, but call unto me or extend an invitation to me, and I will answer you. I am not the God who's sitting high and uh, you're offering prayers and I'm going to fold my arms and ignore you. But when you extend the invitation to me, come, I will join you, because I already promised, Loretta, that I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm never going to leave you stranded, God says. So when you extend the invitation to me, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And and that is strictly the word. And I'm glad you're reminding us of that. Because sometimes in the busyness of life and in the busyness of doing instead of being, we tend to forget that. Oh, that was a, a beautiful, beautiful reminder. Mm, love that. Yeah, we, we, we do. And, again, we're all, we're, all, we're all guilty of that at times. But, you know, the Lord has established a principle in the earth realm, a universal principle, uh, which means this principle works even for those who are unbelievers, those who are unchurched. 
if you approach God in this manner, God will respond. And so in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus tells us, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. He tells us, ask, seek, and knock. And when you take the first letter of all those three words, we come up with the acronym ASK. Ask, mm. seek, knock. <laughs> so Jesus mm. is telling us the key to your receiving is in your believing, and when you are believing, you will come before me asking. You have to ask. God is saying, yes, I am omniscient. I do know all things, but yet what I've established in the earth requires you to ask. Or as my grandmother used to say, uh, she said, only the squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've um, heard that, but I never applied it to, you know, like a biblical principle. I like that. Yeah, only the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I have no... Uh, I have no ability to discern whether or not this oil needs attention until it starts squeaking and lets me know that it needs some oil. And so it is with God. God says, yeah, even though I do know, what I've established in the earth requires you to ask because, see, in our asking, that is us proving our faith to God. It is us coming to him believing which positions us to receive. Wow. Okay. Woo, I need you to say that again. <laughs> I need you to say that again for me, and I'm sure other people that are listening and will listen, because that is so deep, and we, we tend to not be able to our arms because it sounds too simple. Well, well, here's the thing. The first thing we have to let's, – let's take it all the way back, Loretta, all the way back. First, we have to wrap our minds around the fact that God loves us so much. He wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed. And, and let me just really minister to the parents who are on the line. Those of you who are parents, uh, like me, you want your children to be blessed. You want your children to look good. Even when they act like knuckleheads and they cut up, you don't want your children going out the house looking raggedy. You don't want your children to go out with a hole in the bottom of their shoe. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, <laughs> because, number one, you have the ability, most of us do, we have the ability to make sure that our children have better than what we had. But mm -hmm. equally as important, our children represent us. And if our children look bad, we look bad. So it is for, with God. God says, you represent me. Second uh, Corinthians 5.20 says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. So as ambassadors, as representatives of his kingdom, we can't go out looking bad. We can't go out looking raggedy. We can't be a people in poverty when God's word promised us prosperity. Our minds around the fact that God wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed. Then in understanding that, we understand that the key to our blessings uh, are based on our obedience to him. So then once we come into alignment with his will, uh, the scripture says in 1 John chapter 5, it says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. Now this scripture is a direct connection, Loretta, to Matthew 7, 7. 
when we talk about ask, seek, and knock. The key to our receiving is in asking. So 1 John chapter 5, 14 and 15, direct connection to there, and the scripture says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, this is a critical key to our receiving because many of us, we ask, but we ask with the wrong motive, a wrong agenda, a wrong intentions. I've literally heard people pray for somebody else's husband. (laughs) That doesn't work. I'm sorry. Uh, God is not hearing nor receiving your prayers. (laughs) But he says, if anyone asks according to his will, he hears us. What we learned way back in Sunday school, or for some of you from the Baptist church, it was BTU. If you're from the Church of God in Christ, it was YPWW. Uh, 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 <laughs> we learned way back in Sunday school <laughs> that God's will is his word, and his word is his will. So the scripture says, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us according to our asking properly, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So once again, it's critical for us to ask. That is the key to our receiving. And when we ask, we make sure that our request is in alignment with his will because God is always going to respond based on our request, based on our desires, based on our lives being in alignment with his will. Wow, that is so deep. Oh, my goodness, that's good. That's did, good stuff. Did, now, I, did I give too much, Miss Loretta? <laughs> uh-huh. I said, did I give too much? <laughs> Dr. G, I'm still trying to get to the first part, but I, I myself personally will have to listen to the archive of this show because, oh, wow, all I can do is say wow for lack of anything smart and cute to say right now is wow on that. <laughs> Well, think about Let me give you one more scripture that that ties right in with what we're talking about. The scripture says in the book of James, we have not because we ask not. Mm. All right? And this is a principle principle that I've been teaching all over the country as I've traveled and ministered uh, in churches and in different places all around the country. If you want to see something, you got to say something. You want to, you want to see something from God. You need to. You want to expect something from God. You need your prayers answered by God. If you want to see something, you got to say something. There's that wow. squeaky wheel again. The wheel understands that if I want some oil, I better squeak, squeak, <laughs> in order to get a squirt, squirt. <laughs> wow. If you want to see something, you've got to say something. And that's how the kingdom of God is designed. And that's how our faith comes alive. Because our faith is not merely an inward conviction, but but true faith requires a corresponding action. If you really have faith, you're going to say something based on what you believe. 
So when my mom was dying of cancer, it wasn't just me having an inward desire going to visit with her, holding her hand in the hospital and crying and hoping and wishing God would heal her, but my faith required me to say something. God, I thank you for healing my mom of cancer. And it was a long, hard road, but nine months later we go back to the hospital and the doctors say, we can't find a trace of cancer in your mom's body. Glory be to God. It requires us to say something. We cannot just have an inward desire or an inward belief or an inward conviction alone. What we believe on the inside must, us, must compel us to say something on the outside. So if you want to see something, you've got to say something. That's good stuff, Dr. G. That is good stuff. And I guess and that's, that's where, you know, we need to talk about this because of what we say. You know, we can't pray about something like a healing or a job and then talk negatively about it because, to me, you've got to start all over from scratch because you just negated that first prayer. So, um, but you can say it better than I can because I really do believe that. Somebody, you're doing things that are contrary to what you just prayed or you're saying something contrary to it. Absolutely. Well, you said it perfectly, Loretta. I mean, that's exactly it. You can't, you can't. Uh, if I can give it to us in a physical sense, if we are praying one thing, but the multitude of words that come out of our mouths are contrary to what we've prayed, in essence, it's like we just pulled our prayer back down from heaven. Uh, Example, if... I'm praying and believing God for financial prosperity, but I jokingly say all the time to my friends, oh, man, I'm broke, busting, and disgusted and can't be trusted. <laughs> right? But it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. But, but, but every but single word that. has power. The power of death and life lies within our tongue. So, what we say most often is what's going to come to pass. So if I've prayed once, I pray once in the morning, God, thank you for blessing me with prosperity. God, thank you for increasing my finances. God, thank you for blessing me with this job. But all throughout the day, I say, oh, Doc, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. Oh, Doc, I'm so poor. I'm so poor I can't pay attention. You know, we say all of those foolish, silly, joking things, and if that's, if that's what we're saying most often, then that's what we shall have. Often that we shall have. Oh, my goodness, that's good. Mm-hmm. Jesus gives us the principle, that principle from Mark chapter 11, verse 23. So Jesus says, whosoever shall say to this mountain. Now, Jesus tells us three times in one verse of Scripture. In one verse of Scripture, he tells us three times that the key to our receiving is based on what we're saying. The key to our receiving is based on what we are saying. So he tells us three times. He says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. A mountain is defined, according to Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, my best friend next to the word. Uh, 
a mountain is defined as a massive problem or a massive obstacle. So Jesus is saying, whosoever says to this massive problem or this massive obstacle, massive problem of health issues, massive problem of my marriage is on the rocks, massive problem or of my children is acting like a rockhead, uh, uh, massive problem of my, I got problems on my job, massive problem of lack of finances. Whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that whatsoever you say shall come to pass, that's the second time, then finally Jesus says, you shall have whatsoever you say. So this is the key to our faith. It's literally the formula for manifestation. Jesus gives it to us right there in verse 23. He concludes verse 22 by giving us four simple words, and he says, have faith in God. And then he says, whosoever shall say. So having faith in God requires us to say something. Once again, if you want to see something, you got to say something. I think I'm going to make a T-shirt, Miss Loretta. We're going to make up some T-shirts, praise God. We're going to pass them out to everybody in the kingdom. If you want to see Amen. something, you got to oh say something. Oh, my goodness. And the little bracelet should go with it. You know how that what, what Jesus do bracelet was just so popular all over the world. I know you're see, say, see something, say something with, oh, my goodness. Yes, let's do that. Okay, well, I'm just going to, from your lips to God's ears, Miss Loretta, I'm just going to take that as a confirmation, and I'm going to produce it. Now, any of you preachers that's on the line, if you try to do it first, I already got the, I already got the, uh, the little trademark on it. One of, my, one of my deacons did it like two years ago when I preached that message, so you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already copyrighted. And what God has for you gotta you, get, you got to get, folks, you know, because the saints are trying to take your stuff. Powerful. Not the saints, excuse me. Saints don't do that, but church folks do, praise God. Yes, church folks would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, but we're not worried about <laughs> Not the saints. Not saints would never do it, but church folks would do it. <laughs> That's deep. Oh, I love that. You said so many powerful <laughs> things, and like I said, I will definitely have to um, – you know, listen to this broadcast myself. And if there's anybody listening and you want to ask or make a comment to Dr. G, the phone number to call if you're listening online is 347-539-5772. We will open the phone lines up um, shortly. If I see you calling, you know, you have to press the one to go into the queue. But I know in these types of conversations, people are just listening because there's so much to ingest and digest. Okay, so we I love how you did the ask because my pastor, Craig, Strickland and Hope Presbyterian, he taught that too. He said, and his was like, when you pray, you always affirm. You always affirm God. You are righteous. You're awesome. You're such an incredible God. I'm nothing without you. You affirm him. You acknowledge, you know, you acknowledge him like that. And then the S um, was for you, um, I think it was for asking for forgiveness, but I forgot how he how he about it. And then the K was for knowing your heart that is done. You gotta know in your heart that it's done. So he did the acronym of ask also when it comes to prayer. And so for you to do it, that's like huge. I, I'm so loving this conversation. I think it was for me. I think this all happened. God stopped the world. He stopped everything. <laughs> made things happen so that I could get you to come on and have this conversation. And I feel like He loves me like that. That He will stop whatever it is to get a message to me. Amen. You- Amen. <laughs> Okay, so we we did the prayer. So what about faith? Because I think a lot of people that I talk to, they always think that I have this crazy faith, but I think my faith has been elevated because of my walk with God on faith and doing the TV and radio show. Now it's, like, ridiculous. I can't even explain it to myself. 
I mean, it just goes ahead of me when I don't want to go. I mean, seriously, it does. When I want to stop, my spirit would give me a song, it would give me a scripture, but I will keep going. It's like I can't quit if I want to. So now I say I have ridiculous faith. I can't even explain it, Pastor G. Well, you know what, Ms. Loretta, I first of all want to commend you because you do have awesome faith. Um, because for you to do what you are doing with your TV show and the studio and all of the things that you've done thus far, um, it requires uh, what I call radical faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but literally, God shows you a picture of it, and, and, and even though it makes no sense, you still go out and you obey God and do it. Radical yeah. faith. Radical faith. Radical. See, sometimes okay, God I'll gives us an assignment, and it requires faith, but we can kind of see over the horizon how things could possibly work out. But then there are other mm-hmm. times where God just tells you to go, like he tells Abraham, and in, in, uh, in, well, actually at that time he was Abram in Genesis chapter 12. He said, get up, get out of your father's house, leave your family and your relatives. Leave all your homies on the block. I want you to leave everybody behind, and I want you to go out to a land where I shall send you. And the Bible says, and Abraham went not knowing where he was going. That's radical faith, where you can't even see what the end's going to be. You can't even see how God is going to turn this thing around and make it work together for your good. You can't even see it. That's radical faith. So I commend you, my dear friend, my sister. You definitely operate in that kind of faith. Um, But for anyone who's going to ingrate, any one of us who's going to receive anything great, it is required that we step out and and exercise our faith. And um, I just want to say this, Ms. Loretta, to all the listeners, um, because I – I know that we have some very educated, some very highly intelligent people who are on the call uh, who may be listening to the call or the replay of the broadcast. And for those of you who are of the intelligentsia, uh, for those of you who are highly educated and are thorough planners, uh, for those of you who are A-type personalities where you have to have all of your ducks in a row before you set forth out on a plan, I want to help you here. All of that stuff will cause you to fail in your walk of faith because faith is going to require you to step out onto nothing. This is not, uh, this is not what you have to do by way of logic. In fact, logic is the enemy of faith. That's right. I'm going to say that again. Logic is the enemy of faith. Because logic will have you sitting out planning and strategizing where God gives you a word and he requires you to step out on faith even when it makes no sense at all. Well, God, I don't have any money. How am I going to start that business? God didn't tell you you needed money. He just said go start it. Well, God, how am I going to go possess the land? How am I going to go get that building and I don't have any money? Matter of fact, my credit is jacked up, God. I don't even have enough credit to approve for a lease, let alone a purchase of a building. And God said, I didn't ask you for none of that. I just said go. Go and talk to the man. Look at that number and go and talk to the man, the building, or go talk to the broker who's, who's, renting, who's, who's uh, overseeing the building. I just told you to go. And when you go, I shall favor you upon your arrival. 
<laughs> oh, that's a life-changing word for somebody right there. That's a life-changing word for somebody right there. You go. God doesn't show you how the blueprint is going to unfold, how it's going to develop prior to your arrival. You must go in faith and obedience to God, and when you get there, God will favor you upon your arrival. Upon your arrival, so you can't circumvent it. You have to be actively participating in the thing that he called you and told you to do. That's right. Wow. Because God knows we're we're, we're slick, especially those of us like (laughs) me who's from the hood. You know, we're going to try to find a loophole in this thing. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to try to circumvent the process. And God is like, no, you're not going to circumvent the process. You're going to, if you're going to do something for me and you're going to move into greatness, you're going to have to go through the entire process. There are no shortcuts to this thing. There are no shortcuts on the path. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. There are no shortcuts on the pathway to purpose. No, no shortcuts. Mm-mm. Nope. In the country, Miss Loretta, we say uh, in the reference we use in, in taking a shortcut is we're going to cut cross. We're going to cut cross right through it. Cut cross that field. Cut cross that road. You know, no, no, no cutting cross on the mm. pathway to purpose. You have to go all the way through the process because all the steps that God takes us through or allows us to go through on the pathway to purpose prepares us and positions us for prosperity. And you don't want to come short of anything that God has already predestined for your life. Anytime we try to circumvent the process or take a shortcut, we are essentially, uh, let me just give it to you like this, essentially we're taking a pay cut. (laughs) Whoa. Because you're not maximizing your time with God in going fully through the process. So if you're See, going you know to what? maximize, if you're going to maximize your potential and you're going to position yourself for the fullness of what God has for us, then we have to go fully through the process. You can't shortcut it. You can't cut cross it. You can't circumvent it. There are no shortcuts on the pathway to purpose. Wow. Mm-mm. You have taught me so much. I, I'm i trying to, as I normally do, I try to tweet and Facebook and LinkedIn, some of the great comments, but you just pouring it all too much, so I am missing so much. They're going to have to listen, <laughs> listen and tell everybody to listen to this, and I promise you, I, next time I invite you on, which is like in the end of this conversation, it will not be at the last minute. I've got to have you on and on purpose and plan so I can tell everybody so they can listen in because I just feel like people are missing out. They are so missing out because, you know. But anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. That's some deep stuff, Dr. G. And so now we have about mm, less than 10 minutes. Can we please talk about that morning breath of fresh air is like the dew that falls over us that we want it to settle. We don't want it to go away when the day starts, you know, we become in the business of being busy. I want, I love when I listen to the prayer call, Pastor G, 
it's, it just covers me the entire day. I, nothing can stop me. Nothing can get close to me because I'm covered corporately by the prayers that you pray on those morning calls and about the word that you also give to us. So I want to spend the rest of our you know time talking about that. Oh, wow. Praise God. Well, bless you. Um, the Purpose Prayer Line. Wow. Well, the Purpose Prayer Line, um, the Lord gave uh, actually um, just as it's been my custom to get up early in the morning and seek God in prayer um, for uh, at least 20 years now. About nine years ago, March of 2005. Actually, I remember it began in February. And in February, um, there were a couple of older seasoned women who um, were a part of the ministry, um, fellowship of the ministry, where I was serving as an assistant pastor at the time. And um, they knew my life. They knew that my ministry was really geared toward prayer. And so uh, one of the ladies uh, had gone online and suggested that instead of, uh, well, not instead of, but in addition to prayer gatherings that I was hosting at the church, that we also have a way for people to connect, where for especially for those who perhaps didn't have transportation, who could not get to the church, but we all have a way to connect daily to pray. And so she went online um, and got this number for me, and on March 3rd of 2005, we began the Purpose Prayer Line. And um, the, the vision for, or the mission perhaps, for the Purpose Prayer Line um, is simply for us to be in alignment uh, with the Word of God. Um, and so um, God says in James 5.16, uh, part B of that scripture says, um, the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Um, God is only looking for a few good people, and he doesn't even need a massive army. We thank God for a massive army. I'm believing God that by the end of this year, Miss Loretta, I'm going to have faithfully 120 people minimum on that line every day. We are now somewhere between 40 and 50, and some days we might get up to 60, but generally we're somewhere between 40 and 50 people on our call every day. Um, we, I'll say we average somewhere around 40, 40, 40 to 50 people. Uh, yeah, maybe about 40 to 45. Um, and uh, so I would, I would be so blessed, but my goal is by, the, by year's end, by the end of 2014, we'll have a good 120 people on daily. Um, but the Lord gave us the vision for this. Um, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name. Uh, clearly, God is saying, if my people who are called by my name. So that means that the people who are called by his name are lacking in this area. So God says, if my people who are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray, if they will seek my face, and if they will turn from their wicked ways. Uh, you know what prayer does, Miss Loretta? Prayer causes us to be more disciplined and into a place of oneness with God. Uh, if my people would turn from their wicked ways, if I could get my people to stop gambling, 
and going to the mm-hmm. going to Las Vegas and going to Atlantic City uh, and to the casinos. If I could get my people to stop going to the club and drinking the bottle of bub, come on, somebody. Uh, if I can get my people to stop shacking. Oop, did he just say that? Yes, he sure did. Uh, uh, if I can get my people to turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal, I'll bring prosperity, I'll bring restoration to the land. Mm-hmm. So the critical yes, key uh, for God to literally, uh, let me give it to you like this, Miss Loretta, for God to literally employ all of heaven to move on our behalf, the key to doing that is by us dedicating ourselves to God daily in prayer. And you said it so beautifully, Miss Loretta, and thank you so much for, for sharing that, um, that you're covered by God's favor. You're covered by God's hand of protection. You're encamped all around by his heavenly angels. When we get up early in the morning and seek him, God says, those that seek me early shall find me. Those that seek me early, those that give me the first part of their day. And for those of you who work graveyard, whenever time you get up, I work graveyard for 10 years. I know what that's like. You get home at 7. Uh, uh, you're not going to get up at 8 or 9 to pray <laughs> you got to get home and get some rest But whenever you do get up If it's 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon That's the first part of your day So give the Lord the first fruits of your day Whenever you wake up Give God that first hour of the day to pray And it literally invokes His presence You receive His power And you get and, and you are covered by his favor. That's beautiful, Dr. It literally oh, sets the course for your entire oh, day. No. Yes, Ms. Lord. But I want to tell people where they can find you, Pastor Steve, because this is deep. You can go on Facebook and find and call in to the prayer line. It's every morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. It's 5 where he is. So everybody, look Dr. G up, support his ministry. He will definitely be back. As always, thank you all so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show positive dream, big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you on the radio very, very soon. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.